Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. A couple of weeks before Christmas, I started hearing about this fatal shooting just north of Pittsburgh. His name was Peter Spencer, and what little we know about how he died seems really gruesome. But that's the thing. Even with activists calling for more attention and a bunch of news coverage, we still don't know very much. Lead producer Matt Stroud is on today with longtime Post-Gazette columnist Tony Norman to find out why criminal charges still haven't been filed and why we need to keep talking about it. It's Thursday, March 3rd. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Tony Norman, thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be here, Matt. This situation with Peter Spencer is so complicated. Can you just walk us through the main points of the case? What happened to Peter Spencer? Well, on... um on December 12th, Peter Bernardo Spencer went up to a cabin in Rockland Township in Venango County. He accepted an invitation um, given to him by a former uh, co-worker. So I, we can only presume he thought it would be friendly or at least not a potentially fatal affair. So he goes to this cabin and he met his friend and there were three other people. And a few hours later, he's dead face down on the lawn of this cabin. And um, when the police find him at two, you know, shortly before 2.30 in the morning, nine bullets uh, in him, four of them we believe are in the back, but now there is some question about that. Where is this campsite? It's about an hour away from Pittsburgh. And it seems like it's at an intersection of a few main highways, right? Yes, yes. It's it's not that difficult to get to, but you got to know where you're going. Okay, so police find him at like 2.30 in the morning. Right. Someone has called the police. They find him face down. Uh, these four people are are taken in for questioning, the four people in the cabin. One 25-year-old gentleman admits to doing the shooting, and that is the person who invited Peter Spencer to the cabin. The person who shot him was basically the one who invited him to come up. So you would think that that would be very suspicious circumstances and would generate a little bit of curiosity on the part of the police uh, or the state police. Well, yeah, exactly. So so they conduct their investigation at the time. I mean, from the way that you describe it, the person who admitted to the shooting is there and has talked to police. But this isn't a case of an immediate charge being filed. Right. Um, to this day, I mean, ag- again, remember, this happened on December 12th. And Peter uh, Spencer was buried on New Year's. And and since then, there's been a lot of talk about the shooting. There's been a lot of insinuation about Peter Spencer's character. There's been a lot of speculation all around. But what there hasn't been uh, is any shared information with um the Spencer family. They have no idea what's going on. They've called for uh, the Venango County DA's office to to cough up some information. They want to know what happened to their loved one. And um, his fiance, uh, his pregnant fiance, who drove up to, to pick him up the next day, you know, got the news that he was dead. 
I mean, can you imagine, you know, maybe she dropped him off the day before she was coming to pick him up and to find out that he's dead and no explanation, except that the four people who were taken into custody were let go pending an investigation. Wow. Do we know how long were they in lockup at all? Did they spend any time in jail? What was the what were the circumstances of them, of them being released? They, they were questioned about what happened. This 25-year-old says, hey, it was self-defense. And they say, okay, we're going to investigate this and let them go. They were not in custody, it seems, even 24 hours. Hmm. It, it seems like one of those situations that you see, you know, Ahmaud Arbery and, and Georgia and all these situations where a DA just feels that they feel uncomfortable um, filing any charges. You know, like the circumstances to them seem suspicious enough that they just don't want to get caught flat-footed. So they're erring on the side of, well, we'll let these folks go. And if we find any evidence to the contrary, hopefully they won't have run away and we'll be able to find them. Tony, can you tell us the name of the Venango County District Attorney? His name is Sean White. Has he said anything about a reason why he's holding back on filing charges or given us a timeline to when he might make a decision? Yes, we do know when we're going to get a full report. And that was supposed to be four to six weeks after January the 25th. Um, We still have a little bit of time. So we should see something or hear something in the next week, week and a half or so. Have you reached out to the DA? Personally, no, I have not. Our paper has um, many, many times. Um, We are not hearing anything. And I've been scouring local media to see if anyone has scooped us. And this is basically a black box investigation. There's no information escaping from Benango County. The family is, of course, they're distraught. They they are calling upon Pennsylvania's uh, district attorney, to investigate this, but he can only investigate it if Venango County invites him to. So, you know, Shapiro is just sitting back going, you know, I can't do anything. He's also running for governor. So I think this seems like it might be a sticky wiki for him to get caught up in right now. Sure. So what are the concerns that you have and also that you've heard from the Spencer family about this case. So there's so much going on here. There seem to be so many issues with it. What's sort of front of your mind and of the family's mind about, you know, what's wrong with this case and where it needs to go from here? Right. I mean, it, it, it's, it's so obvious that this is not being treated like a regular, typical case. I mean, you can't imagine a scenario. Let's say you were to have a situation where four black men in a cabin are taken into custody after a a white 24-year-old, 25-year-old is found shot dead on their lawn with nine bullets in them uh, and four in the back. I mean, in no universe could you imagine these four black men coming out of the jail until they were put on trial. And so the family's big concern is that there's racial bias that is keeping justice, you know, at arm's length. And and that's a reasonable fear. That's a reasonable concern right now, because it, it does feel um, like there might be a racial element. Obviously, the family is speaking out on behalf of, of, of Peter Spencer. 
Are there any other leaders in the Pittsburgh area who are also speaking out on his behalf or nationally? Not nationally yet. I'm surprised that this, you know, you would think something like this would have attracted Ben Crump's um, interest by now. Indeed. Uh, he seems to be connected with um, with everything. Locally, yes, BPEP um, and various uh, civil rights organizations, certainly clergy are interested in this. It isn't, it hasn't just sort of disappeared down a memory hole. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've done a column, uh, editorial, you see things, I mean, on TV, there seems to be a, a lot of interest in this. Um, local news is staying on top of it with stories from time to time, say, basically saying there's no update. We, we're still waiting to hear. So it just seems to be a very mysterious story. Uh, it deserves to be uh, nationally known. But I think once we get a report uh, from Venango County about what happened, I think we'll start to see some traction in terms of a national interest. I think there's just a feeling of, let's see what they have to say. Well, Tony Norman, thank you very much for talking with me about this. This case is fascinating and we will keep up to date with it and follow up with you um, as news emerges. Thanks for the invite to be on the show and I'm really enjoying it so far. Matt, so Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks a lot. Here's what else is happening in Pittsburgh today. The county's emergency rental assistance program is ending soon. All this past year, it's been a vital way to help people struggling because of the pandemic make their rent. The program covers as much as 15 months of rent and utility payments for people at risk of homelessness. There's a long story on this over at Public Source, so check it out if you have some time. And a new survey shows that one in four registered nursing jobs were vacant as of November and December. There's a shortage of doctors and nursing assistants, too. I don't see anything in these stories, though, about LPNs, licensed practical nurses. But I wonder if they've been affected, too. I'm sure the pandemic didn't help. That's all today here on CityCats Pittsburgh. Make sure you're subscribed to our morning newsletter. It's got even more Pittsburgh goodness to get you through the day. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. I try to bring in my serious news lady voice.